the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Well, good afternoon. Good afternoon, and welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Happy Father's Day. It's a pretty day out here at Millburgers. It's a, it's, it's a little warm, but not too bad. <laughs> Very comfortable. Very comfortable. Okay. I like that. Lulu's out here doing some shopping. Don't mess with her. She knows what she's getting. Uh, And if it's the last one, she's probably... Wasn't there one that we were... There's only a few... Oh, the Poinciana or the... That's next week. So she'll she'll have to get those. Uh, But yeah, we uh, welcome you to come on out and uh, be a part of the show. And... uh, (laughs) Uh, or we're at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, or you can call us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And tell us what's going on. What's going on? Happy Father's Day, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-oh, I can't, I I can't hear you. You can't hear me? Not, can you hear me now? No, I can hear can you. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Uh, can you hear me now? What? Can you hear me now? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I don't think I read this yesterday, but... Uh, Dennis is always trying to cheer me up, you know, cheer us up. And he wrote me on uh, June 11th, Sunday, last Sunday, I guess it was. So during Sunday, uh, April, I mean, uh, June 11th, uh, Milton mentioned yesterday's temperature and then threw in the heat index temperature to make Jerry uh, feel even more miserable. I don't think that was the reason, but okay. <laughs> I'd like to throw in one more thing that will probably keep Jerry from ever coming outside again or walking to his car. That is, those temperatures are in the shade or for the shade. They are not temperatures in the sun. So uh, I, I kind of knew that, but... Uh, but uh, well, so they're, well, they're, tr- they're hot. Yeah. The temperature, the temper, when the temperatures are hot. The real feel. The, yeah. And you know. We're I'm ta- not going to tell you this, but I'll tell Trace. Okay. There's now a real feel for the sun and a real feel for the shade. Okay. Okay. I won't tell you what it is. Who's getting that? AccuWeather. Oh, okay. Dennis should know that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we always talk about... Uh, plants in the summer in Texas uh, a lot of most of them are, uh, want uh, morning sun and afternoon shade and so uh, don't don't be thinking you're sneaking away with something <laughs> when the temperature is going to be over 100 
it's going to be over 100 in the shade. Yeah. Too. So, uh, let's see. I got a I got a email from. Uh, oh no! Here it is. From uh, uh, Neil Sperry got a question. All right. Said, do pansies leave a fungus behind that would attack impatience? And uh, the question was, for the past two years, I planted violas of pansies in November and replaced them with impatience in uh, April. The impatience have not thrived. Could the pansies have left a fungus that would have affected the impatience? Now, this guy's recent well, person, you know, it's a girl, woman. Previous impatient plantings have done well. And Neil answers, uh, I doubt it. Just just what dog, what attacks dogs usually won't bother donkeys. That's Neil's comparison. That's Neil's expression? Yeah. Hmm. Pansies and impatients share very few disease problems. Impatience struggle with hot weather, like last summer's terrible heat wave. Spider mites, they struggle with spider mites, made worse by hot, dry weather and a disease called downy mildew. And I, I underline this. It said, I have the best luck in shade and par shade with the new coleus selection. Also, my favorites, wax begonias and dragon wing begonias. When I use impatience in large patio plant, I know that I may be replacing them by midsummer. In other words, they're going to last a couple of months. Uh, But he didn't mention sun patience. No. Have you gotten any of those in this year? Multiple times. Multiple uh, times. I still have some. They're uh, one color. I can't remember which color though. Okay. So those of you who came to came out here and bought sun patients, I don't guess they have to worry about them dying from the heat, right? Uh, we haven't had issues with it, but it looks just like a New Guinea impatient. Yeah. So yeah. you always have to look at the tag because the plants are identical, even though they are not. <laughs> okay. So uh, just beware. It's, yeah. not a, it's not a fungus in the soil. Okay. It's a, it's a sun in the sky. So we've actually been selling more Torinias because they take the heat better than impatience. Cori- Torinia. I don't know what that is. Uh, wishbone. Oh, oh, know oh okay. That. Yeah, yeah. You know why they call it wishbone? No. I don't. Flowers got a little... Eh. Wish brown in the center. I tried to come up with that, but it didn't really look that way to me. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Is that like the bunny bloom larkspur that has yeah. a little bunny in the middle? There you go. <laughs> I miss. Do we have? Do we still have bunny bloom? No. Uh, <laughs> well, when you plant- all this work and then they don't. Nobody saves the seeds. <laughs> there you go. That's a that's a good thought, man. <laughs> All, all of the superstars. You know, I, we talk about losing the seed of the superstars. Yeah. Uh, of plants that's taken us uh, 10 to 12 years to develop, and uh, they lose the seed of it. 
that's kind of disheartening. Yeah. Uh, the bre- the plant breeders down in Westaco that bred cantaloupe, watermelons, uh, uh, onions, and things like that had uh, perlita cantaloupe is the one I was thinking about. That uh, O.P. Korea breeder down there developed uh, number one cantaloupe in the world and uh, very tough and, and did well here. Did well in Texas, of course. And uh, five to six years after it was developed and released to the public, to the seed company, uh, he got some seed from each seed company, and none of them were like the original. Mm. So crossing and saving seeds, okay. they get so, messed up. So you can't save the seed from a cross, or yeah, you or can. You can, but it's yeah. not going to come back from. Yeah, it's oh. not going to be the same. Okay. As I was walking up, I looked. So how do you fix that? Is that do you do it with cuttings rather than seed propagation, or? Well, you can do that. Okay. Uh, in fact, the the uh, see how I sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, periwinkle. Uh, when it first came out, uh, the uh, the new one, Cora, Cora, uh, they had a cutting selection just because of that. That had more of the resistance uh, to the uh, Aerophotophora than did uh, eventually Cora, and. Uh, and they, what did they say? That Nirvana. 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 I think that's a seed company that was. Uh, I don't know, but I've, I've had Nirvana hanging baskets before, poured down rain for weeks on end, and they were yeah. still strong. Yeah. Uh, but they were from, had to be from cuttings, which made them more expensive. And oh. slower to propagate than uh, the seed. We, that's why we used to only get them in hanging baskets because that's the only way they could get their money back out. Yeah. Oh, wisdom. That yeah. makes sense. But did, anyway. Did you ever see if you had any of the, uh, the I forgot what the variety was, of the Vincas and the six-inch? Uh, six-pack. I, six I never went over there. There's okay. still some in the hanging baskets. Right. Which is cool. This is, the, what's the series again? It's not the uh, berry. Ta- tattoo. Tattoo. Okay. Cool. Tattoo? Tattoo. That the plane, the plane just, is coming? Just like that, but different. <laughs> uh, yeah, and if you look up the tattoo series of Vinca's on your, uh, on your computer, uh-huh. uh, and yeah, you see the pictures, they're gorgeous. They really are. I really like the blueberry. The blueberry, was, was it the purple? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty. Because there's not much else like that. It, it was uh, a showstopper, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. As I was walking up, uh, I just mentioned uh, cantaloupes, and uh, we had watermelons and still got a few watermelons of uh, 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 the, the, the great big uh, watermelon, Jubilee. So, somebody wouldn't let me get a watermelon. Yeah, that's right. I tried to buy it. They said, I'm sorry. Uh, and they looked at a picture, uh-huh. and they said, we've got do not sell watermelon to this man. <laughs> the plant had tears. <laughs> <laughs> trying to take it to the yeah. But anyway, they got some cantaloupe out there, and uh, 
Tell some okra. Yeah, got, oh, got yeah. Uh, several part, types of okra, crimson uh, spineless, and uh, they've got a red, red leaf okra out there. And, uh, and that's, you, that's a pretty thing. I mean, it's, uh, the leaves are actually red, turn red, and uh, I think the pods are red, too. But uh, I didn't see any Oscar. And you said you had uh, transplants of Beck's, too? How can you not see the Oscar? It's like a foot and a half above every other plant on the oh, table. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was looking at the little plants. <laughs> like, like I didn't see it up in the tree, so I was looking at the little plant. But anyway, uh, also, they've still got some hot peppers. And they've got some uh, uh, beautiful stand of Parsons potent chili penguins yeah and they actually got them labeled like that every one of the plants are labeled that and uh, what what blew me away was the uniformity of the of the plants you can put a ruler on top of all those plants and then it's level it's the same height so uh, that's a beautiful stand, and uh, and they've got tremendous number of buds on them that are going to open and be little little parsons peppers. And uh, where where the jury is still out is whether they're mild or burning hot. But I'm not going to be able to tell you because you're not going to try them because I, I've never tried one. Well, see, you, you can fix that. What's that? You can try one. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I, I will. That's your message right there. Let me see if I get that stupid written off of my oh, head. Oh, there. yeah, there it goes. Okay, yeah, it's I off. got it off. Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I can get Jeremy to try try some. I some seriously of those doubt that. Peppers, huh? I doubt that after the story you tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's dropped back to uh, Serrano's. It is definitely hotter than Serrano. Was that the lady that tried him, that walked up here, was a daughter? I thought she came with you. Uh, I don't know. No, I'm talking about... Uh, oh, she just talked to not you. today. Uh, okay. Yesterday she was here. Okay, yeah. I thought she still worked here. But anyway, she was my tester. I wonder if she remembers that. Hmm. <laughs> And uh, you said uh, Lulu was here uh, buying some. Uh, I think she's still there. I think she's, she's still here. She's still over there. Oh Somewhere. yeah! And she can hear you. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Yeah, just make sure it's good. She's listening. And you said she's got some uh, uh, lower bush petunia. She bought some of those. Yep. Put those cantaloupe. <laughs> put those cantaloupe back. <laughs> yeah, this is dangerous to play the station while. No, you... no, no. <laughs> Only when Jerry's on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe maybe we can get Lulu to buy some uh, Parsons potent chili penguin. Try them out. And try them out. I don't know if she likes hot stuff or not. And she can always grow it and then bring them back here. There you go. To you. I'll take them. <laughs> or she can save seed. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. And I, I've got a technique of uh, saving the seed that won't burn your fingers off. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> 
Maybe we can send some to Michael Medved, and he can save some seed for us. That'd be nice of him. We need to. <laughs> we do need our our Dallas uh, connection to uh, call us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Oh, okay. Because he can. He he did really good with the, the uh, Rio Grande Gold. Yeah. Did he do Did he do a Joe too? I don't think so. I don't think so either, no. but I thought he did something else. He did Rio Grande Gold. But there was something else. And his else. friend got the hot one, Rio Grande Gold. That's what it is. Okay. So, um, Which we've lost the seed of. So we can get him to do the Joe so we don't lose the seed of. There you go. And uh, are you sure his friend didn't save any seed? I don't know. Okay. But uh, we, we, we'll have the Joe. Uh, we're doing a test on the seed to see what the germination is. And so after we find out which one germinates better, they're, they're several years old, like six years old, six or seven years old. Yeah. But uh, We're lucky to have those. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like. In the refrigerator, Malcolm. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll have them, uh, I imagine they'll know after this week, and they'll seed seed the good ones this week, and this is what the middle of June, right? It's yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit on the end of the middle of June. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So it's the nineteenth. It's Father's Day. Yeah, yeah. They'll uh, they'll grow faster in the heat. So I imagine we can have them by. End of July, first of August, and that's that's probably when the tomatoes will be in too. They'll be before that. Will it? Yeah. Okay. Well, as always, people wait till then. Uh, I, I will start assuming the supplier has them. I'll start carrying <laughs> them the first week in July. Okay. And then it'll get better and better for three weeks, and then it'll get worse and worse <laughs> to the to second week in August. And then I'll just be happy to sell whatever's yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Remember that uh <laughs> remember that uh yeah, uh you they'll be in uh it'll probably be in some some gallons, right? Be some gallons or three and a half four and a half. Well we are not gonna do six packs. Okay. So it'll be four and a half inch and if they grow a gallon, I don't know, we'll do gallons too. Okay. You have to remember that the grower, it's really risky for them to grow fall tomato. In fact, uh, thanks to the grow that we have here, uh, it's past now. Hmm. But uh, he was the only one producing summer transplants. I mean, fall plants for fall. Uh, and with the reason we knew that, uh, we were using Spring John, the the fast maturing first one hybrid. And uh, the reason we knew that is because somebody came out on on the market with some transplants of Spring John, and. Uh, we said, Mr. Peterson came to me and said, those are not spring down. Said, I've got all of those. 
Oh, wow. And he did. The interesting thing about it is uh, he had purchased all the seed uh, from this one company that had Spring Giant. Oh, wow. And uh, so these were counterfeit. Huh. Well, let's talk a little bit about that uh, in just a second. Ooh, is that a daylily he's got? Is that the red one? It is. Oh, man, that looks that looks delicious. Uh, yeah. And when we I get, have to start well, watching you now, too, <laughs> No, I'm not going <laughs> to. When we get back, I will tell her how to salvage those petunias. Okay. To savage them or salvage? Sa- salvage. Salvage, okay. But did, she's, she's going to have to. Did, did she get them all? No, there's still, there's still plenty left. Oh, yeah. Fairly all right. Left. We're taking a break. Come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The Answer. Just look around and you will see. There's a little bit. Of everything in Texas and a whole lot of things. I'm a high strike fighting dude, side behind me, and a press that in the and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. You're okay. i got to talk about Spider-Man. And i got to talk about Tree Hugger. So you keep talking to Lulu. 210-308-8867 is our number. And when you come to Millburgers, check out the Tree Hugger Sprinklers. A great sprinkler. In fact, when you go to treehuggersprinklers.com, they've got a new video so you can see them in action uh, on the video. And the Tree Hugger Sprinkler looks like a big donut that opens up with a hinge. It's a hard plastic sprinkler. Well, thank you, Trace. Hold on. Let me turn your mic up a little bit. Okay. It opens up. That was a better one, by the way. And then you close or hug the tree. Very good. Uh, and uh, so it wraps around 360 around the tree. And uh, then you turn it on just a little bit. to. There you go. And to water the root ball or a lot to water more of the trip line. Very good. Wow. You really picked this. So, Okay. Uh, you can check out, uh, there are three sizes here, so for th- three different trees, you know, 7, 11, and 15 inch, I'm going to use mine tomorrow on my Belinda's Dream, uh, and uh, I don't know why I didn't think of that sooner. But anyway, uh, check them out here at Millburgers and HEB, and check out that video, you'll see what, what, what we've been talking about at treehuggersprinkler.com. All right, 210-308-8867, 210 Did you want to get on the air? Okay. We got Lulu on the air. What's yeah. going on? Uh, what did you want to Blue bonnet grower and right. second grade teacher and, and at butterfly gardener. And oh, wow. That. And she's got a lot of, uh, of the Laura Bush petunias left. And I'm going to tell you how to keep them alive. Yay. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> Cut them in half. What's that? Cut. <laughs> you know nobody's going to do that. Cut, cut those in half. She's a, she's a teacher. She knows. Which half? Cut them like that? Or? I, I got it. I got it. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, see, what they're doing now, I, tr- I try to get Trace to do that. Well, he did that on some, some that were in I had no I had no choice. There you go. Well, what, what, they were about that big, weren't they? In a four inch, four and a half inch pot, they were that big. Yeah, yeah. Well, when they get that big, the the problem with them, uh, people won't cut them back because they're 
got a lot of blooms on them. And uh, like my old mama used to say, if it's got one bloom on it, I ain't cutting it back. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I was so far away, I couldn't cut them back. Oh, okay. With her on the porch screaming, don't cut them back. But uh, when when a plant like that uh, makes blooms and makes seed, Mm -hmm. uh, it it begins to go dormant. It shuts oh, down. That's true. Yeah. It's it's done its life cycle. You're a second grade teacher. You oh, know yeah, that. Yeah. Do y'all do, t- y'all teach sex, sex education in uh, second grade? No. I hope not. you don't. <laughs> what the hell? I thought people were advanced now. Mm. <laughs> we but talk about cross pollination. There you go. There you go. Stay on topic. Stay focused. I might come up and. Teach them about uh, oh, no, please sex, sex among plants. No, oh, don't. No, no, they wouldn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, if you cut those blooms off and, uh, and, and keep them watered and fertilized, what yours came back in the four and a half inch within 10 days, didn't it? It was blooming. Were, yep, having to cut them back again. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So do you think you're going to cut these left out I, here? I don't think so. I think I'll sell them all before I have to. Oh, okay. But people are going to be disappointed. They're going to take they're these. They're blooming. Big... They're not disappointed. <laughs> but they're going to. They will bloom all summer. Are they going to rebloom when I cut them back? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, big time. In in ten days. But but at some point you got to say I'm going to keep these for seed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know they were they were selected for heat tolerance. And cold tolerance. I have a feeling but, they're going to be tested this summer. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. but if but you've got if you keep them cut like cut those in half. What are those plants? Uh, Twelve, thirteen inches high, mm-hmm. full of blooms at the top. Cut them in half. And cut them in half. Cut them in half. Okay. And, and you probably you you probably want to. Uh, keep them in a, a shaded area uh, when you cut them back. That didn't stop mine. Huh? That didn't stop mine. No, it I didn't. left them right in the middle of the table. The interesting thing about that petunia is uh, the growth for the people, the growers of that petunia, the reason it's not more plentiful on the market is the growers have never been able to find a growth regulator to keep them smaller. Mm. So they just keep and growing. So, yeah, they keep growing, <laughs> which is good when you want a reseeding annual petunia. But, uh, but when d- they get d- leggy like y- that. You can, you can do just some of them and uh, leave some of them long and lanky and get ready to die. Perfect. <laughs> Yay. And when you, when you get... Oh, you were going to tell about the peppers, too. Oh, yeah. You need to try Are you some. a hot pepper person? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Did you see the Parsons potent chili penguins out No, there? but someone did come up and ask me about them because they thought I worked here. because uh. <laughs> <laughs> you're wearing the hat. Yeah, it's a hat. <laughs> That's it. They've I seen forgot you. my hat. I had to go buy and one And they've seen fast. her so much here. <laughs> but uh, get you a couple of those peppers. And uh, if you don't like them, they're fun to feed to your second graders. Oh, no. No. Huh? No. 
She wants to. If, she wants if, to remain employed. If they need, if they need to be punished. <laughs> so that would be okay. some, a form of child abuse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for some children, not all children, yeah. but some children. Jeremy really, really? said it was for child abuse. Yeah, I think that's what he that's what he claimed in court. Anyway, if I remember correctly. Huh? That's he, what he, he claimed in court. Yeah, right, right. I, I got it, man. Okay. The first time I got it. Uh, <laughs> man, tough crowd here. But anyway, yeah, those are pretty. And even if you don't like to eat them, uh, you can they're the beautiful seed. ornamental. They really, really uh, have those red uh, peppers in, on them in, uh, in, in the fall. Well, my husband makes really good salsa, and he likes them. Very hot. Oh, there you this, go. This could That's, be really good. Yeah. Now, if you if you want to burn him up, there's some extremely hot ones out there, like Carolina Reaper. Right. And, uh, there's another one too. What was it? Pretty sure there was ghost pepper. Yeah, there was ghost, ghost pepper. Right. We were talking about. There this was last four night. of them. Yeah, I saw about uh, uh, six plants of each of those out there. They're on. On the this side of the uh, Parsons Pope Chili Penguins. My husband was talking about Scotch bonnet peppers last night and how they made a chutney out of them. And one of the restaurants that they went to had some on the table, and and he ate them. And he had to go lie down in the truck because uh, he couldn't <laughs> breathe. They were stuffed peppers. No, the, the Scotch bonnets are super, super. Um, Hot. Oh, I don't know if there's I don't know if there's any seed in there now, but that is one that we get in when we get our peppers of the world display. Ooh. So uh, I know there's still some peppers in that category in there. But does your husband want to go through that experience again? No, he he doesn't. Okay. But we are talking about ghost peppers and whether or not they're hotter than Scotch bonnets. No, mm. no, I don't I, think he's worth these new he's ones. Not really I think to Carol, do uh, the ghost pepper was the first hot one. Mm. And then uh, Carolina Reaper came along, and several others came along. Some of the stuff I read on on those is what the pH of the soil made a huge difference huh. in how hot it was. The pH of the soil? Yes. No. I, that's what I read. So you tell me the Internet's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong, okay. Trace. All right. <laughs> but... Uh, Anyway, those are, those are real. There's about uh, four or five plants of each of those out there. Will the birds eat them? Oh, yeah. And uh, the interesting thing about it is when a, when a, a turkey, the turkeys eat them, a wild turkey eat oh. them, uh, it makes the meat so hot they can't eat it. Are you pulling my leg? No, I wouldn't pull your leg. Oh man, okay. <laughs> this is maybe your tur- turkey leg. <laughs> but so, uh, you know the, the Schofield units for a Scotch bonnet <laughs> says it's uh, between a hundred thousand and, and three hundred and fifty thousand Schofield yeah. units for a Carolina Reaper. It can top out at two point two Schofield million Schofield. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's oh, a lot hotter. Yeah. Wow. But uh, how, yeah. many, how many of those do you eat a day? <laughs> how many have you brought me? Yeah. <laughs> no, I have to grow some. It, ma- it makes the turkey meat hot. So I had a revolutionary idea. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we eat a lot of sauces down here. So if, if we put capsaicin in the water that these chickens 
the hens drink, it would probably make the eggs hot. So you just break them into your saucer. Huevos Fronteros. Yeah. The natural way. The natural way. <laughs> Fresh from the farm. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. But anyway, you, you it's, could, it's you, amazing how many people really trust his opinion, isn't it? <laughs> you, could, <laughs> you could have a little jar up on your desk. And when the kids misbehave, yeah. okay. I'd have to have you, a big you, jar on my you, desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you, you'd you'd have to after you gave made the first one eat it. The rest the of word, them would The words passed. I don't think you'd have any more trouble. And you, I think you're right. That could that could that could solve all the uh, school discipline problems. Yeah, I don't think it's going to. Pepper solved the discipline problem. I don't think it's going to go. I'm sorry. You don't think? No. I think now when you start Parsons Potent Preschool. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Then it might work. (laughs) Your own school for it would, it would be kind of sad to see those little children running running to the water fountain. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Thanks, Lou. Come on by, girl. 210-308-8867. Don't forget to cut those things in half. And 866-308-8867. Or come on by and uh, visit with us. Uh, it's always fun when we visit with folks here on the porch. So have, yeah. you, have you gone to Church's Chicken and see if, if you can sell that theory about making yeah, you the chicken hotter? <laughs> I, I like... Popeyes. Well, I thought churches was his thing. No, oh, yeah. oh, oh no, it's just Canes. Oh, Canes. Go to Canes. Go to Canes. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, like those peppers that they sell at uh, at uh, Bill Miller and uh, uh, the churches. And the peppers. The peppers. Oh, he, he but he wants the jalapenos. To, he wants you to sell hot chicken. At Cane's. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the, yeah. Get them to get the, the feed the chickens that and see if it does do that to the meat. There you they go. could have a whole new uh, <laughs> lunch menu. Parsons Potent Poultry. Well, the hunters say that. Uh, hunters always say I, that. I like that, Milton. Like that, they like I don't it. think he understood. I don't think he heard. I don't think he heard. <laughs> you didn't hear Parsons Potent Poultry? <laughs> no, that's pretty okay. good. I'm the king of alliteration. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Sylvia, call us. I couldn't get your pictures of the uh, the uh, tomatoes. So uh, call us and tell us, uh, give us a report. 210-308-8867. More coming up at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road. Trace Hayless, Trace Hazlett, and Dr. Jerry Parsons on 930 AM, The Answer. It is that I know my I see homeless and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. If you've got bugs, if you've got roaches, rats, ants, fleas, scorpions, whatever's bugging you, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help get rid of those. And Spider-Man does a great job. In fact, since 1976, he's been doing that. But you know what? 
It's now 2023. You can read all the great reviews of everybody that's used him when you go to GhostSpiderManPest.com. Folks love Warren Remy. And I think the reason is because he gets great results. And that's because he, uh, number one, he trains and trains and trains. In fact, he actually has uh, become a trainer for some other uh, pest control companies. But he also uh, looks at the problem holistically. Where Spider-Man is going to come to the house, find out what's causing the problem. Uh, not only treat, uh, or I call it spray and pray, uh, but he's also going to uh, see. Okay, they're coming in here. We got to fix that weep hole, or we got to do that so they can't come in anymore. So go check them online. Go spidermanpest.com. Go spidermanpest.com, or call them two one zero six five six thirty seven twenty one. He's your web of protection. He's Spider-Man, termite, and pest control. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. And he's got the good stuff, too. Okay. You know, when he comes to my house, he brings the product that he's going to use in my house with tongs and ru- rubber gloves. That's, that's, what well, you, well, that, that's what you like. That's what I like. Okay. So you can read at night with the lights out after... The- there you go. Okay. <laughs> and you have some stuff I, on I your desk. I was going to ask if you were going to tell him or I needed to. Oh, okay. There you go. Oops, That's still, not done. Still on your nose. Okay. Right? On your nose. Do that. There, there you, you go. go. All right. Okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What you got there? You know, at, at times... We uh, don't have Calvin's article. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. I didn't buy you. I didn't... I was out of town yesterday, time yesterday and didn't have time to get it. But I'm sure it's wonderful, and we can probably use it next weekend. Okay. Um, you know, we like flower buds. We like flowers, buds, but not on all plants. Like uh, at this time of the year, you see, you're beginning to see flower buds on basil, coleus, Santalina, caladiums, lamb's ears. Now, as soon as you see the buds, you don't you don't want them to go ahead and bloom because that stops the plant hmm. like like the petunias. Stops well, it and dies, or just stops it from growing? From growing, and uh, it sometimes makes the uh, the edible stuff bitter, makes hmm. the leaves bitter. Especially basil. And uh, people want to grow basil for leaves, of course. But when it gets hot, that thing wants to bloom. So what about the the basil that we do with the purple bloom? Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know if those blooms are uh, that purple in the summer. Uh, I know they're great in the fall. We're talking about basalmic basil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was one of the selling points on it is it had a beautiful purple bloom. Yeah, well, I, I I have to be honest. I've never grown that, but I've seen it grown at uh, places, and it is spectacular in the fall, and lasts for a long time in the fall. But uh, but those of you who are cutting the leaves and and using the leaves for cooking, ooh, it does go pretty far. Huh? I was looking at it online. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. Mm-hmm. And, and they're using for cooking. You know, my my mother never put leaves and grass in my food, so I never got a developed uh, 
appreciation for herb. And yet she married an herb. There you go. I'm bred <laughs> by an herb. So uh, when, did, when did you like start? When did you like uh, spinach? Then it's, it seems to be your we favorite never now. Grew, we never grew spinach in Tennessee. That, uh, that so, we ate. So when did you uh, acquire the taste? Uh, you were not fed as a child. Probably when I came came down here, because uh, they didn't have it in much of it in uh, Kansas or uh, or Mississippi. I never saw much in Mississippi. But, you know, at one time, uh, the Winter Garden area out uh, southwest grew 75% of all the spinach in the, in the world. But uh, that's why they had the Del Monte spinach plant and everything else. And uh, that we, that's where we got the testing spinach varieties for diseases like white rust and blue mold and things like that. And that generated uh, transplants that we now sell in our local market here that are disease resistant. But anyway, uh, I don't know if basil becomes bitter. Uh, I, know, I know it quits putting out fresh leaves. Uh, the the only only thing that doesn't become bitter when it blooms is spinach. Spinach stays, and Crawford lettuce. Hmm. Those stay even after they bloom. Uh, stay edible. Some of the some of the lettuces are bitter like quinine. Uh, if they, that's why most of the commercial lettuce is, is planted here in the fall was planted here in the fall uh, and never in the spring because it bolts or flowers too soon in the, in the spring. So, uh, what, what's, speaking of just as a sidebar, what's the herb situation here? How are we doing? Better than a normal summer. Okay. Is it great? No, it's not like spring Anything or fun? fall. I, I don't have lots of basil. Okay, that, some rosemary, including the balsamic. I'd uh, have to check and see if that's still out okay. there. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, I think rue is out there. Uh, some different types of oregano and some different types of mint. But in general, I'd say a better selection than normal. <laughs> Good for this time of year. Okay. Ooh, someone's getting a citrus too. I it, think it was cooler longer this time. Which, yes, it was. Which uh, enhanced the uh, the. Uh, Herb production. Let's see. I don't think they, they don't still have the herb market, do they? I don't know. I think I'm, I'm always here on the weekend. <laughs> I think uh, it used to be a big deal. The uh, but I think the herb market has probably been absorbed into uh, the uh, pearl market. The growers out there. No, oh, I don't know. Uh, you know, they have farmer's market out there. And I think those growers out there have some herbs when they're available. We have a lot of good uh, farmer's markets all around town. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Uh, we didn't mention the milkweed. It's in front of us. It looks like there's fewer oh, here now yeah. than there were yesterday. Zinnias. 
Zinnias, that's right. That's what was it again? Three. One of three. What are you, what are you talking about? Uh, butterfly uh, plants. Well called? Zinnias. Two. Two. I'm, I'm helping you get to the, your... your <laughs> Zinnias. If, if you're in Calvin's seat... Zinnias. Yeah, that's but, four. But you have to know, but you got to kind of work it in. Okay. You kind of right. can't try. just be throwing it out there. Calvin never just says Zinnias. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I've been here. <laughs> just, just all of, of a blue. sudden... Calvin, what's 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 the weather like at your house? Zinnias. What? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we do have zinnias. We do. What do we got? Uh, we've got some of the little shorties, and then we've got some Dreamland, and we've got Dreamland and ten-inch pots that look pretty good. Mm, and the Dreamland is a taller one. Dreamland is a dwarf that has bigger blooms than most. Oh, okay. So yeah. as I look out here, the taller ones are Dreamland. The okay. shorter ones are smaller, probably more prolific, but. Uh, Smaller brooms. So they're maybe eight inch tall, maybe the, maybe maybe eight inch to a foot. The dream uh, the dream eight, one. Eight to ten on the Dreamland. Okay. Now the ten inch pots, they're like twelve or fourteen. Oh, okay, cool. I think I've had heard some information that zinnias have microbes. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. He's scared of microbes. <laughs> He's definitely afraid. Uh, definitely afraid. I of bet those microbes on those zinnias are jumping up, climbing up the legs of those insects, and doing their business. So when Jerry says zinnia twice in the same sentence, am I covered on Calvin's? Yeah, you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> if you can get somebody else to say it too. Okay. All right. But anyway, uh, uh, yeah, those microbes are deadly, man. Okay. <laughs> Ah, you, you, your 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 guts are full of microbes. <laughs> the, in fact, I've got some mm. potting mix with microbial. Yeah, that I got here. I yeah. bought here. I put. On, I was going to put it on my. It's what's left of my Saint Augustine? Mycorrhizal fungi. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And I've I've left it on the front porch. I don't want to take it in the house. <laughs> There's no fun in your house. Uh, <laughs> no, there's, there's just not a fun guy. I'm afraid they might jump <laughs> on my roaches. <laughs> I understood where you're going with that too. Right. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing worse than a micro mycorrhiza infected roach. Uh, They're not. They don't have a good attitude. I don't even worry about it. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> the uh, also, uh, are you thinking about fertilizing at this time of the year? Mm. Uh, our fertilizers on sale. For sale. For sale. Well, yeah. A uh, 40-pound bag, which covers 7,600 square feet, only $49.99. And it has 50% of the slow-release nitrogen in it. And that's extremely important. Uh, this year has always been important. But... Uh, we need a slow release of the nitrogen, that first number, in the analysis. But uh, to keep these, this young grass growing, uh, continuous growth, it's been damaged and uh, uh, it needs to be continuously fed. And this 1959, which is the best, uh, we made it even better. Yeah. Yeah. We put 4% iron yeah, and 12% sulfur. 
Hmm. So Milton, a most fertilizers nowadays don't have any iron. Okay. A good fertilizer has one percent iron. An exceptional fertilizer has two percent iron. So does that make ours spectacular? Yes. Okay. Think I all. Great for all southern lawns, trees, shrubs, vegetables, and flower gardens. Uh, this is the <laughs> because of they added that fifty uh, percent slow release nitrogen. This is good for all growing plants. No oh, good. I can't think of uh, any plant that it would be damaging to use that on. So grass, obviously, but your shrubs and. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anything in the ground? <laughs> Lawns, trees, shrubs, okay, okay, vegetables, okay. and okay. flower gardens. I can think of one thing. What? Legumes. What? Le- legumes. You would- oh, legume. It doesn't hurt them. They won't form uh, uh, nitrogen-fixing nodules. But that's, a, you know, that's a... I fallacy. Opened, I anyway. opened up a can of worms. Really. <laughs> yeah. Did I do it intentionally? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He, he was hiding deeply in his subconscious. So no, why is it bad for legumes? <laughs> well, when uh, the legumes make their take their own nitrogen out of the air. Right. And uh, oh, so it so, won't help them. It won't hurt them, but it won't. It it, it won't. They don't have to make their own if you feed them enough. Oh. Just like you don't have to have a vegetable garden as long as H-E-B is open. True. And so that <laughs> that's the way that uh, that fertilizer works. What me, people have, it's been misrepresented to me as well as all youngsters that uh, legumes are take nitrogen out of the air so they the teachers uneducated teachers uh, make the leap to you don't have to fertilize legumes because they take their own nitrogen out of the air now if you do further research on that mm-hmm the nitrogen that, you know, all of us little children just figured, well, it took the nitrogen out of there and the plants all around it would uh, <laughs> would be able to use the nitrogen and grow from it, too. The nitrogen it takes out of the air is to grow the plant. So if you want the plant, uh, the plants to uh, flourish from that nitrogen that's taken out of the air, you've got to incorporate that plant seed, stems, roots, and all into the soil, let it decompose and release the nitrogen, and then it's available to adjacent plants. Now, don't feel bad about that because there's been, I'm going to say, millions of dollars. Uh, so, so uh, given to, for research projects uh, for undeveloped countries uh, to use legumes around corn hmm. or something like that. Because they'll put yeah. So the uh, the legumes, which are beans, mm-hmm. 
can grow up the corn, you know, use it as a trellis, and then furnish the uh, corn the nitrogen it needs. So that they, they can't get under in underdeveloped countries uh, nitrogen, so this is a labor-saving deal. And does it work? No. Oh, okay. On that note, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment with more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Dr. Jerry Parsons, Trace Hazel, and Milton Glick. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, where Sylvia uh, emailed us yesterday, and I couldn't open up the pictures, but she brought us the pictures. Hi, Sylvia. Hello. You want to come on the air with us? Just you can just say hi. There you go. You don't have. We won't ask any questions. That's the Thunderbird. That's the Thunderbird. How's it look? Okay. So I counted this morning, and there's about 17 tomatoes on it. Okay. And. And that's more than I normally get, so is that good? So here's some examples. Uh, it's okay. Okay, good. Yeah. Better than yeah, most. Put my hand okay, in there. It's not like good, 968. Good girl. No. Okay. And then that We're at was 17 the first in a day. Um, yeah, yeah, more than 11 that ounces. Yeah. How much? 11 ounces was the first one we harvested. Oh, okay. It's a big one. Okay, cool. Show Trace, and I'll, I'll, I'll take a look, too. Yeah. Can I pass that down there? Did you... Uh, Oh, very cool. You've got the scale and everything. Nice. Yeah, because we were curious how much it weighed. Now, how did you fertilize it? How did you fertilize it? Oh, here you go. Look at you. Yeah, copious amounts of osmocote. He's been listening. Oh, those are pretty. Did you prune? You pruned it, didn't you? Pruned it. You didn't take any of the side shoots off? Nope. Nice. What else do you grow, Sylvia? That's okay. Great. Did you grow the the little cherry tomatoes too, or no? Hey, girl. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. So, here. Admit. Oh, okay. No, this Okay. Oh, that's it was in a container. That's what now? Yeah. So we've grown what? Tycoon celebrity. Yeah, I did tycoon in a pot, and that yeah. worked out okay. But some are in the in the garden, and some are in pots. But okay. Oh yeah, spider mites. Yeah, I think that's we we talked about that yesterday. So y'all, okay. So, but traditionally, the last yeah. few years, we've had this big it's, it's, pot it's that a, used to have a hibiscus in it. A, oh, okay. And we've, he's always planted the rode, a rodeo tomato in the big pot all by itself. Very cool. So, yeah. So, what is your review of the Thunderbird? It's very good. Okay, taste-wise, it's good. Yep. And it's easy to grow. Well, not easy to grow, but it, it's, it's and it grew in a pot. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, ours didn't do well in a pot, but that may have been me. Yeah, that's pretty big. It's in the pot, I guess. Two feet taller than Sandy's. Than which one? Than the one my wife has. Oh. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you guys. Thanks, Sylvia. You take care. Thanks for bringing them by. I don't know why I couldn't open them. Did I, did I tell you that the dwarf cherry surprise had so many tomatoes on it? My wife had to tie a string to the tomato cage because it was kept leaning further and further. As the, oh my gosh, it had more and more tomatoes on wow. it. Wow, that's funny. Uh oh. Wait, wait. Hold on. 
What you got? Go ahead. You're on there. Diagnosed as mealybugs. On? On crepe myrtles. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. You want to come on the air with us? And, uh, okay. Okay. Well, they're in pots and, uh, uh, I was thinking of bear products. You're using neem oil, which is uh, making them cool during the hot day. Yeah. At the mealybugs. So you need systemic, so it needs to be either acephate or something that contains a middle of corporate. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. I got both of them inside. It, it, uh, let's see. Bonide systemic insect control in the liquid is going to be the acephate. And almost every bear product that we have in there, not all of them, but most of them are going to have the middle of corporate. So uh, and, either, uh, either that, one was fine. Yeah, that it's granular, right? Well, there is a gran- there is a granule version. In most cases, the granules are for pots, and she's in a pot. So yeah, this fine. is a pot. But you could use a liquid in it as well. Yeah. Or you could spray for contact. Yeah, and that that's uh, controls. If you have scale, which I don't think you have. No, I think it's music. Yeah. Well, it didn't hurt them. It cooled them during the summer. She had said that she was spraying the neem oil, and that didn't seem to make an impression. Neem oil, in my mind, only works when the temperatures are cool. Oh, okay. I guess where he's heading. Put around the plant and water them. That that one he's talking about is... uh, also, bonide systemic insect control in a granule. Uh, that one is not the same chemical as the bonide one in a liquid. The, the liquid one is a uh, spray-on only. The granule one would be the one that would go through the root. She asked which works faster. Sprays always work faster, but the granule would last longer. You can do both. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people who spray for instant gratification and then the granules for longer term. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Good girl. Thank come, you. Come out if you have any problems, find it. We'll help you. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. So is mealybugs? You're both, you're both there I with that? I didn't see any pictures of them. I, no, I, I didn't qu- I questioned whether it was mealybugs. I would think scale or aphids would be the far more likely candidates. Oh, but you said the neem oil wouldn't work maybe because it's too hot. So... Neem oil, wor- how do I put this? Plants sweat kind of like we do. So neem oil works as a as a suffocant, uh, but on the leaf, the leaf transpires as well, which will push it right back out of there. And so it would sort of work for a deterrent because neem is not something that most insects are going to want to be around. Oh, okay. But it just doesn't perform when it's hot. Okay. Gotcha. All right, 210-308-8867. Yeah, I, I was questioning her. I thought it was scale at first, too. But uh, she said uh, they're white. You know, they kind of got a white tinge to them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they, they're fat, you know, like a... Well, leaf hoppers are running around right now, too. Yeah, could be. But anyway, the, well, what you recommended will take care uh, of both of them. Yeah, it'll do all of them. Yeah. You don't have to worry, Milton. Those products will kill them no matter what. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, they're, they're good to use, and uh, especially around crab myrtles. Just, just don't tr- put it on you're gonna, something you're going to eat. Oh, okay. Unless you want to worm yourself. No. 
you know, a lot of a lot of us folks that come out of the country, we don't we deworm our kids, but at the t- same time we do our cattle, run them through the corral, <laughs> as the cattle. Really needs to be a show about Jerry's parenting techniques. <laughs> <in> the- <laughs> <laughs> Peppers. And surprisingly, Jeremy came out all right. Yeah, I see too. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think he was after that, though. Oh, okay. He, he, he didn't get the good stuff. He just, he just got the peppers. Yeah. Okay. And uh, here's, a, here's a thought I had last night at 2 o'clock. 2 in the morning. My 2 o'clock morning thought. Uh, and it's right here on this uh, couple of, I don't know, it was last weekend or weekend before we were talking about... Uh, uh, we were talking about ground covers, mm-hmm. and uh, we were talking about Asian jasmine and uh, forget what other. And Trace mentioned uh, trailing vinca ground cover, and um, what was that other one? Uh, another one. But and I said, wait a minute. <laughs> is that is that see that's why we say vinca periwinkle because hmm. a lot of people are familiar with this uh, trailing vinkle ground cover right and it's it's got it says leaf rollers will soon begin to tie leaves of red buds sweet gums pyracantha and especially trailing vinca ground cover together. Now, what will be tying them together? Huh? Uh, the, uh, leaf rollers oh, and insects. Okay. okay. And <laughs> I got to thinking. I said, myself. I said to myself. You said self? Myself. Uh, <laughs> why, why don't we use uh, that imidacloprin that uh, Trace just recommended to hmm. her for the on the vinca ground cover to pre- prevent those uh, leaf rollers. Okay. Did you, you hear that, Trace? No. <laughs> I said, why can't why can't we use or why don't we use those imidacloprins that you were talking about for the crepe myrtles on the trailing vinca ground cover? Why would I not? Uh, because a caterpillar is a chewing bug, and they would have to eat a ton of it to die from it. Oh, is that right? I would guess. That's my 2 o'clock problem. Hmm. <laughs> I, I've had somebody... You stayed up all night. I've had you? limited experience with that uh, vink, uh, that trailing vinca ground cover leaf roller, my, and those things are deadly. My, my wife calls it the... X Files. There you go. You walk, mm. One morning you walk up, all the leaves are praying and folded up, no. and all the tissues eating out. Yeah, we are not alone. And the the uh, the interesting thing about that, my uh, my neighbor, uh, Doctor uh, Richard Bauer, they used to join our a lot, but uh, he 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 had planted some of that uh, trailing vinca ground cover. And it's kind of it's pretty, uh, to the point that it just starts to bloom, and then those stupid leaf rollers come in there, and eat it overnight. No, I mean, 
It's unbelievable because I was I was watching it. I said I'll I'll spray these things, you know, with BT or something when they first start. I never could find when they first start. Huh? I could find when they last were yeah. there, <laughs> but uh, it's it's amazing how uniform. You know, a lot of insects on plant materials will start at one corner and move across the plant or right. in the middle and move out and stuff like that. This thing is total annihilation. One, boom. Uh, Almost instant. I'm, I'm thinking that that's, uh, that leaf roller, I didn't look it up at 2 o'clock, but uh, I'm thinking that leaf roller, it, the moth of it is a night-flying moth. Hmm. To have those, to have the eggs evenly distributed across that whole planting bed uh, would take numerous moths laying eggs that hatch all of a sudden, all of it at one time. But um, anyway, I was thinking that that uh, systemic uh, would uh, do the job, but. Uh, uh, he says it wouldn't because it'd have to eat too much, too many leaves. But I'm wondering if you start early, and if you have the product already in the in the foliage, uh, it'd oh. take care of them before they could completely de- devastate the the planting. Hmm. But anyway, maybe Trace is right. I'm looking. Leaf roller moths come in all forms of sizes. Yeah. Let's see. It doesn't say about the... Uh, they fly at night. Yeah, that's what it says. They do fly at night. Yeah. But they're attracted to light. And also on the lookout, speaking of insects, is uh, is chickers. Didn't okay, you tell okay. me you had never had a chicker? Uh, I, may, I may have, but don't know. But I think it sounds like if you've had one, you remember. Huh? I, I remember being worried about them in Boy Scouts. <laughs> yeah, uh, but once you have a chigger or chiggers, right? They get up your, they climb up your leg, right, and, they, and get close to your personals, right. They like and, those, little... and then it itches. Yeah, we're talking itching, itching chigger. But uh, <laughs> and uh, the uh, the the, uh, the recommendation by Neil Sperry is uh, apply DEET capital D, capital E capital E, capital T mm-hmm. spray to your feet, ankles and calves I guess you could apply it to the cows too, right? Mm-hmm. I think you can if you can't you wear different clothing to make it more difficult like like it's easier if you've got shorts as compared to jeans or something, or no? Is that coming to me in a dream? Vice versa. You mean it's more difficult to get them if you wear jeans? Right. That's what I meant. Tie the tie that, the that's face of them. Okay. But they can get under that tie. But uh, <laughs> when you when you're in the south south southern southeastern United States. And I imagine around here too, uh, and picking blackberries, mm, you get a lot of. You gonna get chiggers. so you need to get some. Well, 
Uh, I don't think I had deed back in my day. Uh, <laughs> I don't forget what we used. Probably DDT. Ah, you uh, sprayed yourself with DDT? Yeah. Mm. You know the DDT story when the when the Marie, when the uh, soldiers on World War II came back home, they were dusted with DDT. Is that right? And the farmers used to use it all the time on their on their crops. They they used uh, dust, DDT dust, and they would stand about uh, uh, probably seven eight feet apart with a crank duster and uh, walk down the fields together Hmm. to apply the DDT. And my old grandma, (laughs) uh, she used a duster till her dying day, which was 88, and uh, with DDT. Hmm. Never had a problem. But anyway, uh, let's see. Ladybugs, I mean lace bugs, excuse me. They cause a tan, a pay, uh, cause a pale tan mottled spots on the leaves of boxwoods, lower petalums, pyracanthus, azaleas, uh, sycamores, chinkapin oaks, burr oaks, and other shrubs and trees. And uh, What's recommended for that is the uh, systemic insecticide imidacloprid two to three weeks prior to the advent break of dates of the past year. Now, I'm thinking that if they do it two to three weeks before, they might be able to control, give some control to those, uh, those, uh, Leaf rollers on that uh, on that Vinca major. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're going to take a break, and you want to, when we come back, uh, can we talk about what their question was? Was it a question other people want to know about? Uh, could could be. Okay, well, we'll see. Back after this with uh, Trace Hazlett and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is nine thirty a.m. The answer. Back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Uh, well, one reason, and we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but one reason to, to discuss kind of what these folks brought up was you guys, uh, Milberger's has lots of great people, knowledgeable about plants, grasses, uh, all kinds of stuff. So uh, even when we're not here, uh, you know, People can feel very confident. I've had a number of people. I think I'm almost always here, Milton. Oh, that's true. You are almost always almost here. So always. They can always ask for you. Uh, yeah, did you want to talk about their situation? or? Well, I think it was multiple fold. So they, they planted Raleigh, and they planted it in the shade. And it looked <laughs> like they were keeping it cut to be about two, and a, two, maybe two and a half inches tall, and it was thinning. Okay. Um, I think that was the worry spot for them. And then there was some uh, lesions on the blade. Oh. Uh, which could be fungus, but this time of year, there wouldn't be any active funguses growing. 
So you wouldn't think so. Well, fungus although it's really warm, humid. Warm days, cool nights, and excess moisture. Oh, never mind. So we've got warm days, warm nights, and no moisture Some now. Some humidity, but so not. it could have been a fungus. I, I doubted it. it. Looked more like a, a lawnmower blade needing to be sharpened kind of oh, situation. Okay. But uh, he wanted to treat it, and I was like, "Well, I don't think they're. I don't think you should." So we talked about fertilizing it and, um, and raising his mowing height. Okay. The one thing I wish we'd have talked about is raising the trees canopy up to get more light <laughs> in. Oh. I didn't think of that till after you already walked away. So that's getting rid of the bottom branches. Yes. Okay. Huh. It gets more light in the morning, more in the in the evening. Your grass is going to do better. I didn't think about that. That's cool. Um. Maybe he's still mm. listening since we got. Yeah, yeah, no, he might be listening on the loudspeaker. Yeah, I have. Uh, as I walk through the neighborhood, I know no one believes me, and I think I'll have to take a picture of it for you. But um, the uh, where people have no trees, it's pretty much dry grass and weeds. I mean, it just they look speed up. Where they have trees, it's actually looking pretty good. The grass, but I know it's not supposed to. That's why I don't understand it. Well, that means they don't water very good. Which ones? The ones without trees or ones with trees? The ones without trees. They're not watering enough? They're not watering enough. Okay. You, you, you do not see a tree in the middle of a putting green ever. True. But that's, isn't that the most beautiful turf to look at? That's true. All but right, so that's Bermuda, right? All, there's no such thing as a grass that wants to be in the shade other than maybe fescue. Okay. I thought maybe it was cooler on the little little blades. Sure, but there's a lack of uh, chlorophyll production. Oh, yeah. uh, There's a whole lot of things that go different when you go into the shade. Okay. So I'll I'll throw another one at you, Milton. Yeah. There's not a single tree in the middle of any one of these sod farms. Oh, yeah. Is that Okay. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Dr. Stein and I were trying to get a cut, uh, picture of that showing that uh, how much water a tree can take from a, a crop and uh, a, a field of uh, a field of corn I think yeah out close to his house in Rio Medina and we stopped and from the hill you could see as the corn got close to that, those tree, the trees that were sticking out into the field, the plants got smaller because hmm. they were taking the water. The oh. trees were taking the water. Oh. But farmers have a tendency to leave a tree there for the shade, get under the shade. For themselves? Yeah, for themselves. But uh, you could see it all along... <laughs> You you see the corn go along a certain height, 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 height. And then when it comes to a tree, well, the, the root system of a tree, uh, it would shut the corn down. It was huh. smaller. And, uh, and then the other side of the tree. It was fine? It fine. Again. Okay. So the trees, <laughs> you know, we don't, we can't see the roots of the trees. And so we don't think of them using a lot of water. But they sure do, especially during droughts. Yeah. Al, Al back at the station says that he's seeing a prediction of 20% chance of rain today. 
And that's what I told him. He got upset. <laughs> I thought I, I thought Al had listened to this show long mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did they give the uh, how many how many uh, what percentage uh, inches? For tenths of an inch, it's going to fall. Uh, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yep, Al, you've got to learn to listen, my son. <laughs> they're, they're messing with you. Oh, uh, I saw an <laughs> interesting thing on, on my favorite weatherman on Channel 12. And uh, he was showing uh, the uh, satellite view of Texas uh, last year at this time. Yeah. And it was brown. You know, everything was brown and dead because of the dry weather. And then he was showing one of this year, and it was green as a gourd. Everything was green. When did he say it was going to rain? I don't know. Al, you'll have to tell me when it said it was going to rain. I'm seeing 23% Thursday. I don't see what time. I, I see a two percent for today. Oh right, two uh, percent. He's got that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that, that very optimistic. <laughs> I think it's half half full dot com, where, where you can search for things, but it always gives you rather an optimistic. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, where was I? Uh, oh yeah, uh, the uh, yes. Gone, man. Oh no! Okay. Not to return till night at two o'clock. Oh, you were talking the about morning. the uh, green as a gourd. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, uh, with the little the little rains that we've had, has caused it to green up. Mm-hmm. The, a lot of the country to green up, and that is uh, contributing to the oh the highest. Uh, Heat index uh, the you've ever had, yeah. The dropping. What no. You, what, what is oh heat index? Heat index. Oh okay. Because uh, it puts the humidity in the in there. Oh, huh. That's interesting. Yeah. And uh, that's the first time I've ever seen it, literally proven. But uh, you got a point. So, you know, you got to be careful what you wish for. Are you telling me Al is wrong? I, no, I'm just in my own little world. Okay, no. not, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. Oh my gosh, sixty percent. Really? Hell, they don't even know where they'll be working next Tuesday. Quit it! Can't believe it. Oh no, no, fib. I was looking at Tuesday, but I was reading Sunday. Sunday. Oh, uh, no, so next sixty percent. Next week at this time, it'll be raining. Yes, well, we, we, probably, we probably need a plan to plan to go inside, Milton. It, 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 okay. Those heavy rains, though, we don't want them hurt no. the equipment. Seventy percent on mon- the Monday. Ooh, and I can't see anything further. Okay. <laughs> so they're, they're predicting that a week out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I'll. Warn everybody about uh, spider mites on tomatoes, beans, and other flowers and vegetables. Uh, most people can't see them. 
Right. You know, Kate, when they, when they first start. Sure. But as, as Jeremy was saying, <laughs> when they're congregating on top of the tomato plant in bundles. Yeah. Uh, that you got spider mites, and you got them so bad, there ain't no way in hell to contract them. Yeah, you, you both, uh, both Trace and you said, no, that's bad. <laughs> it's but, not uh, worth the effort. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've often made the statement, you know, we talk about fall gardening, and uh, Trace was talking about tomatoes coming pretty soon. I'm convinced that uh, spider mites did more to stimulate uh, fall gardening than anything we could have ever done. Because when they, when, they get, when they get that thick and they start doubling their population every two or three days, the only remedy is to decrease the population by removing the plants. Oh, okay. And put them in... Uh, Put them in garbage bag like uh, Trace has recommended, and uh, start with new plants. And I'm I'm thinking if we put if we pull those plants up, some of those mites go fall off on the ground. You think it would be helpful to spray that ground with uh, malathion or after you pull the plants up immediately? What is, what is their source going to be for food? What are they going to lay there? Can they do it on grass? Uh, yeah, they could do it on weeds or. I, I'd say if you have uh, plants around that are susceptible, sure. If, yeah. If you don't, yeah. I, I would not put it in a, a uh, compost pile, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, right. But I was just thinking they would be more vulnerable to. Uh, an insecticide use, like uh, Niels Bear always recommend malathion, but I've never been able to control them on a plant with malathion. But I'm thinking it's a general insecticide. Of course, a spider mite. I'm sure it'll kill adults, it's, but uh, yeah, yeah. And hopefully, all the eggs go with the plant. Right, right. That might help. It might. But anyway, just something to think about. But the need, you need to go ahead and, uh, let's see, Trace will be getting uh, plants in in uh, first, two first, weeks. First, first week of July, a few, then it builds for two weeks, and then it declines for two weeks. Okay, Mid- middle of July. And so now we're in the middle of June, right? Past the middle of June, according to Milton. Yeah. So We're on the end of the middle of June. If you if you got spider mice, <laughs> uh, uh, you want to go ahead and get them out of the get them out of pick, garden. Pick your tomatoes, let them ripen yep. inside, right, and get rid of the plant. Yep. And uh, the ones that are si- the size of a uh, tennis ball will go ahead and ripen inside. The one smaller than a tennis ball, it's kind of iffy. Well, most, if you're going to throw the plant away, you might as well pull it and see what happens. <laughs> well, you could always use uh, cook them as green tomatoes. Sure. Now, what what am I going to do with these uh, thousands of cherry tomatoes? <laughs> well, uh, but I don't have spider mites. 
You know? No. Not a one. Uh, okay. Well, you're you're the exception, not the rule. But uh, what you want to look for, if, if if you can't see them, which most people can't, uh, they cause a very fine tan mottling, uh, kind of webbing on the top of the leaf foliage. And uh, they always talk about thumping them over a sheet of white pe- paper. I, don't, I, I just look at the, the foliage, and if it's not bright green, if it's kind of a gray, kind of a Rusty. dull, dull, uh, then you've got spider mites. Uh, so how, how does a spider mite eat? They suck the bottom of the leaves. So I, kind, of, kind of like a mosquito and a person. Right? There you go. There you go. Suck our blood, and they, they suck the chlorophyll right out of the right, cell. Right, right. I don't know if they, I don't think they ever suck the top of the leaves. I didn't, never ever noticed that. Usually when they get so thick, they're on the top and the bottom of the leaves. It's over anyway. And don't think you can control them with anything. I mean, any the any insecticide won't control them. Uh, all insecticide won't control them. Because, you know why, I'm Because they're spiders. Because they took kelpin, they're, they're they took kelpin off the market yeah. like 25 yeah. years ago. I remember that That's day why. Jerry had that black armband on. Uh, <laughs> he was crying, right? <laughs> he was. But they're not insects. They're spiders, Smith. Okay. A spider is not an insect. No? So you need a spider side? There you go. <laughs> uh, they're, they're small. They're mighty small, Milton. Mm-hmm. You could fit 20 of them on the head of a pen. How do, you, how do you know this? Uh, Neil's done that. Neil has actually... Actually done that. He couldn't get 21, just that one little extra one. Yeah, well, they kept more. jumping off. You uh, know, it was hard to do. It's like sticking marshmallows in your mouth. Uh, you can't get any more. At some point. It says, ask your nurseman to show you insecticide label for their control. I guess if it says control, yeah. control doesn't mean kill. Yeah, that's... And middle uh, corporate says it controls. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, be, sp- be sure to spray the top and the bottom leaf surfaces. So I had, we had a, an employee that said that his best results were with sulfur. Huh. Pyrethrin and sulfur, and so the pyrethrin would kill the adult, and the sulfur would act as a deterrent. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think the old-timers, the old remedy well, he was, was old. sulfur. He, he was old. Dusting old. sulfur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, dusting sulfur. But uh, that's well, when they didn't have anything else to use. All right. Uh, are we ready for a break? Well, or aren't we at that stage now where they don't have anything else to use? Yeah. Okay, so give it a shot. It doesn't hurt anything. But most people, does a dust, does a dusting sulfur have a little way you can shake the can on it? Nobody sells the little sprayers anymore. So we have it in a liquid. Okay. And it's a, We have a, a ready-to-use for sure. We might even have a concentrate where it's pyrethrin and sulfur combined. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. You've got that in a, a product? There's a ready-to-use product, and I think there's still some concentrates of it. Okay, good. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Trace Hazlett. We'll be back in a moment on 930 a.m., The Answer. Back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Milton Glick along with Trace Hazlett and Dr. Jerry Parsons talking gardening with you when you call us at 210-308-8867. I don't yeah. know if I don't know if it's just me or if Calvin needs a new chair. Uh, <laughs> these chairs have been here a while. I can't lean back in this one without wondering if I'm gonna end up on my head. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> it could be. This one's pretty stiff too. They, these these they don't, these don't predate us, but they're pretty close to us. Uh, also, I was uh, looking at the calendar of events uh, for uh, June that we have on PlantAnswers.com, and it says uh, renovate the home lawn. Something to do this week, this month. Bermuda grass for all sun, no shade. St. Augustine for all sun, partial shade. And Zorza for all sun, partial shade. Produce acceptable turfs in this area. And then I added one sentence. This is, these old. Floritam St. Augustine is the best St. Augustine for this area. Okay, when was this written? Um, 20 years ago. Okay. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to have to add the uh, Floor Time Junior to this, right? Is that the uh, yeah. the shade tolerant, less mowing, roundup resistant? or Okay. Yeah, yeah I forgot what that was called. Trace... I'm dealing with David. Oh, okay. Uh, give me a second. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Bermuda grass seed can be planted in there. Which, uh, now I'm paying attention. Sorry. <laughs> so what's the new grass that likes shade and Roundup and... Uh, shade tolerant. Shade tolerant, okay. Like shade and okay. shade tolerant. Not the same thing. Okay, well, it's Pro, Roundup tolerant and shade Pro, tolerant. Pro Vista. Pro Vista, okay. Jerry's writing that down. P-R-O-V-I-S-T-A. Okay. Uh, so it's shade tolerant? It is shade tolerant. The tests show it's just as good, if not better, than palmetto. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, that, yeah, okay. Okay. It should have the disease resistance of Floratam. So, uh, you know, the, uh, Floratam, when it was originally released, had chinch bug resistance. Do they mention chinch bug resistance? No, I didn't see that. Okay. Uh, but I did see that it was on the lower end of water consumption, just as good, if not better, than Floratam. 
I'm getting that look, Milton. Yeah. That needs a... <laughs> no. And what about mowing? You don't, yeah. have, you don't have to mow it as It often. does stay shorter. It grow, grows slower? Yeah. Okay. Or it stays shorter? Stay at both. Okay. Uh, so FJ Select was an offshoot as well, and it, the stolen height was shorter, so you didn't have to mow it as often. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you're selling uh, quite a bit of that this year, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, it, it's not just because of all those things. It's because some of the other varieties aren't available. Okay, okay. I.e., Floritam, not yeah. available. Yeah, right. Palme- uh, Palmetto, not available. FJ Select, not available. Oh, man. So if you want St. Augustine, you got your choice, Raleigh or Provista. And Provista is definitely the better choice. And it is a deeper green color, too, mm. well, oh, yeah. on top of all that. Uh, we're back. I, I always used to say uh, uh, Raleigh comes with brown patch, no extra charge. When it, especially when it's rainy in the, in the fall. Mm. But anyway, uh, dare I ask the qu- the price of this? It's not that much more. Is that right? It's three twenty, three twenty a pallet. Three twenty a pallet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's still patented. So there's a uh, patent fees going oh, on. Oh yeah. A couple of different spots, including uh, I think the Scotts Company. Hmm. Yeah, they worked on that for ten or fifteen years. Because Mel, Mel Arthur Milberger was always he he knew he was my floor town man and uh, he was always keeping me advised that this was coming he, he told me too but I didn't believe him <laughs> well I knew I knew they could do that but uh, that was a good one to use was a, they were, I remember years ago they were talking about one called Sea Isle and your weed control was literally to go pour some iodized salt. Yeah, yeah, and it I remember would kill that. the weed, but it wouldn't affect the the St. Augustine. I remember that. I'd probably keep, keep the cotton root rot down too much. Hmm. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, that that never did take off. Uh, and we we talk about Bermuda grass seed. And in this in this write-up, I recommend or mention Sahara and Cheyenne. Are they still the main two ones? Sahara is. Um, I think the only other one. No, that's the only one we have. Okay. Uh, but I think they still talk about blackjack. David doesn't, huh? Hmm. Okay. We'll leave it at Sahara. That's That's been on there a long time. Yeah. Now, it doesn't say it real big like it used to, but it is... That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, and remember to keep the planting moist every day until seed germination occurs in 10 to 14 days. So what happens if it's 105? You got to keep that seed moist. So does that mean two, three? Maybe two, two times a day. Uh, probably in the morning and evening. Late in the evening. Uh, let's see. Uh, vegetables to plant now. This is June. 
Could be black eyed peas, okra, which we've got plenty of. You should, we show quite a bit of that okra. We always do. Tall okra, Oscar. And you said you had Beck's and transplants too? Yeah, there was yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Did I tell you about the story about the tall lady? Mm-mm. Oh, she, she came in and uh, she was trying to buy tomatoes because her her boyfriend her husband uh, killed all his vegetables. Uh-oh. And she was buying it as a joke. Well, she was probably six, two, six, three, and her husband was bigger than that. So I said, well, you can plant one of these becks big, <laughs> and even he can't get to the top of it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what she left with. Oh, did she? Okay. Yeah. You had seed of becks big? No, I have plants. It's oh, transplants. Oh, okay. I, I think she got an Oscar, too. He might be able to get to the top of that. Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, it's meant, we mentioned on here, is sweet corn. Now, sweet corn in the fall, the idea behind sweet corn was that uh, <laughs> we would have corn, sweet corn, for Thanksgiving, November. And uh, we, t- we tested and tested, sweet corn grows uh and produces according to heat units well in the oh, spring yeah. in the spring heat units are take a while to accumulate <laughs> in the summer they accumulate overnight i mean the the amount so sweet corn is kind of hard to do Uh-oh. especially if you start in june we got, so you want to start in uh, late July or early Ju- August. All right, we got Douglas on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Douglas. What's going on? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Hey, uh, spider mice are putting me out of business. I think I'll take Jerry's advice and just go shopping. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, what I want to discuss with you is this spider mite thing. I don't think spider mites are spiders. I think they're mites, and mites have only six legs, and spiders have eight legs. That's right. I don't have it. I don't have any way to check that out. But yeah, no, anyway. you're right. You're right. Well, you just told me they were spiders. Why'd you tell me they were spiders? Because they have little. They make little, uh, little webs like spiders. That's what he's saying. No, but he's saying they're not spiders. You told me they were spiders. What did you What did you say? Did you say they weren't insects? They're, no. they're mites. Yeah, I said. <laughs> Am I confused? He, say, he says they're not spiders. Right. You're saying they're not insects, yeah. but they were spiders. <laughs> Milton is confused. No, they. they <laughs> I'm always confused. Okay. They are insects because they're mites. Gotcha. Yeah, but they're they're spider mites, and a spider is not an insect. A spider has eight legs. Count them. Right, yeah. And spider mites have how many legs? Six, Six. legs. So they're not spiders. They're, no, they're insects. <laughs> this is like an Abbott and Costello routine. Uh, <laughs> who's on first? Yeah. Anyway, they're hell to kill. That's what Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Uh, have you tried killing them? No. Okay. They, they're trying. They're trying to kill me, though. Uh-oh. And, and they, I think a, I think they they get worse every year. I've already noticed them on several things out here. 
Oh, uh, yeah. What else besides tomatoes? Or oh, I've not seen them on peppers. Have you seen them on peppers? No, not yet. Yeah. I'm scared. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I, got, I got peppers right next to these tomatoes at Jeremy's, mm. and I'm thinking they might come over and take over the peppers. Yes, sir, Doug, you were going to say? Well, all I've, I've, all I've got now is uh, cantaloupes and uh, okra, and they're looking good. But, oh, uh, good. Can you see the top of your okra yet? Or still? Uh, no, they're, they're, I think I saw a bird on one this morning. But uh, what, Do you have Oscar, uh, or what kind do you have? Yeah, Oscar, that's the one I always get. Good I man. Got the one, I got the one from uh, Malcolm Beck a while back. But it was a great big thing, and it was too too tall for me to work with. And there you so, go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think some of them were about thirteen feet tall. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's right. And you yeah, had to get, had I, to when you got got time to remove them, you had to rent a bulldozer to get in there <laughs> and bulldoze them out. Yeah, They're huge. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Okay. Well, I appreciate you. Uh, Checking that out, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll call you back. Bye. All right, you call us back, man. <laughs> All right, we're just about out of time, so uh, let's see. Anything else we need to bring up, Trace? Just have a few seconds left. I can't think of anything we haven't talked about. What did he say? The spiders? Or I don't know. Insects. All right, we're going to take a break while we figure it out next week. <laughs> so we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up next Saturday. Here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and you can, of course, listen on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. When I die, I may not go to heaven. I don't know if they let cowboys in. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's Dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.